The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Fellow believers, welcome to the first episode of the New Age Christianity Podcast. My name is Austin Fletcher, and I will be your host. Uh, A lot of you who are uh, hearing this have been uh, involved with New Age Christianity for a while, and um, this podcast is highly anticipated, and it's in our uh, attempt to uh, make this message more easily available. And uh, some of you who are hearing this, this is your introduction to New Age Christianity. Somebody shared this with you. Um, You have no clue uh, what New Age Christianity even is, and the name intrigues you. Others of you may have been, you know, surprised and somebody sent you a link and you're just curious. Uh, Either way, um, this first episode is intended to be kind of an introduction to the podcast what uh, the intent of the podcast is, uh, what we're going to cover, what is New Age Christianity, and all that good stuff. Uh, Just a first kind of a bit of an introduction to me. I have been a seeker of truth for my whole life. And the last 15 years, I, the, the Lord has had me on a journey that has culminated uh, to get me here, where I am teaching on New Age Christianity. Uh, as you'll learn, um, the, a lot of things I teach uh, have one perspective on the surface, and as you go deeper, um, you realize that it's not, it maybe not was what you thought when you first heard it. Even the name New Age Christianity is a bit, is meant to be a bit uh, edgy. It's meant to portray a bit more than is what really there. What really is there? You know, obviously, a lot of people the moment they hear New Age Christianity, they think, "Oh, this is a Christian guy or a Christian group of people that has melded their beliefs with the New Age beliefs." And while there will certainly be components of that, no doubt. Um, especially depending on who you are, you may hear certain things and say, oh, yeah, that's definitely New Age. Um, For the most part, it has nothing to do with New Age as a religion. It has everything to do with the fact that humanity is coming into a New Age, that humanity is coming into uh, another epoch, another era, another eon of time. And... We're all feeling it. Uh, the whole world is feeling the shift. The whole world is feeling that whatever has been is coming to an end. And nothing is going to be the same for much longer. Uh, I mean, just look at, the, look at the technological advances of the last just 100 years. I mean, 100 years ago, you couldn't fly uh, in the air. 100 years ago, you could barely get on a, you know, a train. I think trains have been around longer, but not much longer. Um, much less automobiles and cell phones and computers and microwaves and all of the stuff that is classified we don't even know exists because it's so far beyond what we thought possible. 
So when you consider what technology has done in the last hundred years, it is impossible for us to consider or look at time and say, oh, it's just the same. No, everything has changed. And everything changes about every 2,000 years. Um, this is not a particular podcast on the epics of time. This is not meant to cover um, some of that in detail, but it is to explain the name of New Age Christianity to know that we are entering into a new age and nothing will be the same, including religion. Um, and it's not supposed to be. If you look at the teachings of Jesus, he uh, at different moments rec uh, references the age to come. And you might have a grid that says, oh, that's heaven. Well, New Age Christianity doesn't have that grid. Not that heaven doesn't exist, not that there isn't an afterlife, but that what Jesus was talking about was our life here, bringing heaven to earth here, and what was going to happen 2,000 years later. So Moses, um, and specifically more Abraham, but Abraham slash Moses and that kind of season, that period lasted for about 2,000 years. And the Old Covenant and the age and the time of Moses and Abraham uh, ruled the religious understanding of the world. Um, <clears throat> and if it wasn't the Jews, it was still the same kind of law-based understanding all over the planet. And then Jesus came 2,000 years later, as the scripture says, in the fullness of time. Um, when the time was right, uh, the age changed again. And that was 2,000 years ago. And now here we are again, 2,000 years later, and the age is changing again. I do not think it's any coincidence that technology and human experience and human understanding of who we are and how things work is so drastically changing right now that 20 years from now, we all know there's a, there, there are things that will be normal that if you told us they would be normal today, we would, we would think you're crazy. Um, so new age Christianity is what is it to be a Christian in the coming age? Uh, some of that does mix over with new age concepts which leads me to another, uh, another point, and that is this is a group of people, and if this is uh, your first time being engaged, you will learn, uh, we're not afraid of anything. We're not afraid of any subject, we're not afraid of any thought, um, and we're not afraid of a loving father. Um, we understand that we can be wrong and that being wrong could cause problems, but we're not afraid of being wrong. Um, we, we're all wrong about something. Like if you stand up here and say there, that you know it all, um, either we should all be sitting at your feet or we should put you in a loony bin because you're wrong about something. And yet, whenever we embrace that reality, it's, it's like the ultimate freak out. Like, oh my gosh, what if we're wrong? Well, who cares? Who cares? Honestly, the father does not care or else he would have struck you dead long ago. Like, that's the point of growth. If you knew everything, you wouldn't need to grow. So being wrong is actually part of the equation. So we aren't afraid of asking questions. We're not afraid of, of coming up to with the wrong conclusions that we changed six months later and go, well, that was dumb, right? So as a community, it's not even meant to be, I certainly, as Austin Fletcher, the originator of New Age Christianity, of what it is currently, um, I'm certainly not 
uh, intending to put myself out there as a guy with all the answers. Uh, what I'm excellent at is asking questions and then coming up with answers that seem to make sense. But with better questions come different answers. So uh, I, I love being in a community that asks amazing questions because the answers that come from it are life-changing. Um, so New Age Christianity is a community that is embracing the future, embracing the fact that things are changing. We're not putting our heads in the sand and saying, if only we could go back to what church was, you know, back to the local church, back to the, look guys, mega churches are here. Uh, look, the virtual church is a thing. That's why I'm doing this. Um, the whole small community church where your entire community revolves around it and the pastor is your leader. And that was great for the last age. But in, if the church doesn't wake up and realize that the world is going to hand them a new structure, whether they like it or not, the world is handing the church a new structure and the church doesn't know how to deal with it. And I've dedicated my life to trying to figure out how to do church in this age. And I've, for those who've walked with me for years, um, this is, I haven't counted, but this is probably version number 12, where I have tried everything to go, how do you, to, to figure out how to do church um, in this age. And so now it's a podcast. And if this podcast goes nowhere, I'll try again. I'm not going to give up because I know that embracing what's coming is, it's non-negotiable. Like we cannot, must not just put our heads in the sand and let the world hand our future to us. We have to create it. Um, some of the doctrines that uh, <laughs> kind of push that idea, I can't help but think of um, preterism or quote-unquote end times theology, uh, which a new age, uh, as the originator of New Age Christianity, I would say the official quote-unquote end times perspective of uh, NAC is preterism, that the all the quote-unquote end of the world and the end of, you know, the tribulation and the mark of the beast and um, the destruction of, of the temple and all that stuff already happened. It happened in 70 AD. Um, if you've never heard of preterism, if you've never, if you have no clue what I'm talking about, it's okay. We'll do an overview in one of the early first episodes. And between now and then, you can feel free to go to the epic.org. There's plenty of information there. I think there will, there's definitely going to be some uh, blogs on newagechristianity.org. Um, and at the very least, you can look at books like Raptureless um, or Victor Victorious Eschatology, um, just different resources that are out there. Jonathan Welton, um, uh, Jamie Englehart, Lynn Hiles, plenty of teachers that understand a victorious future. And to have a victorious future, you have to be able to put those prophecies from scripture in some somewhere and the answer is in 70 AD since 70 AD there has never been another high priest there's never been another sacrifice there's never been another temple um, that's when the end of the age of Moses came and went so when Jesus talks about the end of the world when the apostles talks about the end of the world first of all they never use the word cosmos they never talk about the end of the universe in any way like we often think 
the word they used was either the end of the age or the end of their known world in, in the sense of like, quote unquote, my world is over. My world is coming to an end. It's a figure of speech. And when they use that, their Jewish, Mosaic, Abrahamic covenant, old covenant came to an end. And there's never been a resurrection of that covenant. Um, so that's one of the core ideas is that we actually have a future. It's crazy, right? Like we actually, the church is here to stay. The church is here for a reason. And that if we embrace our mission and our vision, we might actually help make the world a better place. Instead of embracing a get out of Dodge theology that says our job is to leave, which isn't even a job. Um, I mean, it's so incredibly powerless. Uh, and here's the deal. If we're wrong, great. Then we're still going to change the world on the way to being wrong. Um, but if I've learned anything, it's that rapture theology and futurist theology leaves the church uh, powerless. And that is most certainly not the goal here, which then leads to the second kind of driver. So we have hope for the future. Because we have hope for the future, um, my personal passion is that the church gets its act together and starts doing stuff, right? Let's do stuff. <laughs> and missions trips are great. But I don't think any of us would disagree that it would be really, really, really convenient if the people who owned Microsoft or Apple or Facebook or, or you know, any of those, uh, the owners of, pick any major company, any major stock trading company, any major uh, bank, any major entertainment company, like, wouldn't it be nice if those people were kingdom believers? Like, kingdom believers have kept themselves occupied with, with feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, looking after widows, and so on and so forth, which is obviously very biblical. Please do not assume that I am saying we shouldn't do that. But that's like all we've done. And we have viewed helping people, in the downtrodden, as, as our mission, when in reality our mission is to rule the world for light and for love and for the kingdom. And so when I say doing stuff, that, that the passion of New Age Christianity is to come together as a community and then do stuff with what we have, I don't just mean missions trips and, and you know, uh, soup kitchens. Would that be amazing? Of course. It's, it's life-changing not only for the people that you do it for, but it's also life-changing for the people who do it. You know, when you go on a missions trip, you never come back the same. So let's do that. But let's also build businesses together. Let's invent stuff. Let's solve problems that the world has, whether it be water or power or pollution or whatever. Let's come together and and kingdom this thing, man. Let's do this to the point of when we gather, we don't just gather to learn. We actually gather to ideate and we, we gather to iterate the things that we're working on. Um, one of the features on the website hasn't yet been activated, uh, but it will be soon, is uh, you're familiar with GoFundMe. Um, we've actually purchased the, uh, a, a feature for the website 
where if you have an idea or a project, you have a, whether it is missions trip or whatever, you can actually submit that to the community and the community can help fund it. Um, and all the funds would flow through, uh, NAC where I registered nonprofit under category five ministries. So it's very real present passion for me to see this community do something for the world, not just come together for learning. Now I understand that learning is where it all starts. If you haven't heard something new, you can't do something new. Um, so conscious knowledge and understanding is most certainly uh, step number one, hence this podcast. Um, and then finally, the there's kind of you know the three core ideas. So one being um, hope for the future, two being that we actually come together to do stuff. And the third major idea is we want a culture of honor. I love Danny Silk. I love his, his book, Culture of Honor, um, and his other book, Keep Your Love On. Um, look, because none of us are, are 100% right, because we're all trying to figure out what the crap to do with all this stuff, like, let's honor each other. Is it okay if I'm wrong? Like, do you need to crucify me on Facebook because I, I had a wrong conclusion or a conclusion you disagree with? No, no, you don't. As a matter of fact, this is such a strong part of um, what we want to build that if somebody, if, if you're listening to this and you're a combative individual and you love debate and you love argument, congratulations, this is a great place for you. If you can do it honorably. Um, this is not a place for you to be a bully. This is not a place for people to come and quote unquote, uh, try to figure out who's right and who's wrong. Um, one of my favorite principles that Danny shares is, you know, true discussion. If you're, if your motivation for a discussion is to be right, um, you've already lost. Even if you walk away being right, you've ruined the relationship. But if your motivation for a discussion is to understand one another, you can't lose. So let's say we're in disagreement and we're talking and we're chatting online or, or I have a guest on here who disagrees with me. If my goal is to understand them, then it's so much more easy to honor them as opposed to coming at them with the energy of you need to agree with me or else you're wrong. Um, we all feel that and none of us are going to go, oh, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> Even in the best scenarios, I mean, who... Have you ever seen somebody on Facebook pause in the middle of their argument and go, you know what? You're right. Like, I'm sure it's happened and I'm sure it's happened in some pretty amazing ways. But for the most part, we know, we all know that 99% of the time, nobody's going to stop and say, yep, I'm wrong. You're right. Nobody stops and says, you know what? I'm the problem with the world. Nobody stops and says, yeah, it's my perspectives that are actually breaking anything. Why? Because we all believe we're right. That's why we believe it. If you believed you were wrong, you wouldn't believe it. So that can't be the reason to talk. That can't be the reason to come together um, to figure out who's right and who's wrong. It's got to be about understanding one another. So hope for the future, uh, a culture of honor, and purpose-driven. Those are kind of the three concepts that that I'm hoping the DNA of New Age Christianity becomes known for, um, that we would actually 
be a safe place for people to, to hang out, that we would have vision, and that we'd actually pursue that vision. Um, so this podcast primarily, as I've kind of touched on before, I understand that this journey has to start with learning. And I am a teacher by nature. Um, I am a verbal processor, meaning when I talk, uh, I don't have a whole lot of specific direction that I know I want to go. I, I have outlines. I mean, if you've got the, uh, if you if you're watching the video version of this, you can see my outline is like seven points. I don't have this all written out. I'm just I just talk, and when I talk. I teach myself half the time. Um, as such, this podcast is kind of meant to harness that gift from, from me. Um, and I've tried many, many, many other avenues to try to make this message more readily available. And to be honest, I didn't have the release from Father um, to do this until now. I've had my wife and my best friends and everything, you know, they've all said, dude, you should, you should start putting this message out there. You need to do this. And I know I've just not felt like I'm supposed to yet, but now I do. And so the intention of this podcast is to provide a foundation for new age Christian seekers. Um, look, I get it. <laughs> this, if you love Jesus, and yet cannot keep doing the church thing. Um, this podcast is for you. Now, you, I'm sure there's others that kind of fit that niche, but for me, it's very, very easy to go, okay, pe there's, there's probably tens of thousands, there's probably a couple million people easy who love Jesus, I don't want to leave Jesus, um, but they definitely can't do church anymore, and they're definitely not interested in any answer that just looks more and more like church used to always look. So if you love Jesus and you miss worship and you miss um, potlucks and stuff like that, then this is probably still going to be a bit too edgy for you. Um, maybe not. I'm not saying, I mean, everyone's different, but uh, this is really for those who, who are driven and passionate to do something in the world and don't know what to replace church with. Um, this is meant to be a virtual church. Uh, there is a, the structure of the podcast, while the first few episodes will be me um, laying some foundation for NAC as a whole, the long-term structure of the podcast is actually intended to tie in to a community forum on the website. So, uh, if you don't have a membership, go create one now, uh, newagechristianity.org. And there you'll see once you create your membership that a forum, there's a forum link in the bar. And uh, this podcast, the subject matter of this podcast um, gets pulled from that forum. If you have questions and you want to know what, what, what about Satan or what about hell or what about Israel or what about... What about sex? What about um, living together before marriage? What about homosexuality? Like any question, like I said, we're not afraid. This is not a group that lives in fear of talking about anything and everything because you are real. So are we. Um, so that's where you get those questions. And then I will gauge uh, which questions are either ready to be uh, answered on this level. Um, I would love to 
uh, in, uh, take those questions and those discussions from the forum, link the podcast once it's made, and just let those discussions remain alive. I mean, heaven forbid, you know, let's say in the early years or in the early days, we have a, a discussion about Satan, okay? And the podcast uh, covers it. And so there's a discussion on the forum about Satan. I do a podcast and I throw that on the forum. And then let's say somebody new shows up two years from now and has the same question and they go to that discussion on the forum and let's say they're not satisfied with the answer. And then they restart the discussion. Like there's no, there's no illusions that we only need to talk about Satan once. There's no illusions that we need, only need to talk about anything once. We're growing. Our understanding is growing. And that's why you need a vibrant community. That's why you need engagement. Uh, that's why I have no interest in just recording these things and then, you know, uh, I could very easily, well, just go listen to the podcast. There will be certain pieces of that by all means. And it'll be nice to have things recorded. But learning is a living process. And uh, I need a community around me to learn with me. And so hopefully you're the type that enjoys engaging. And I would really, really enjoy that forum once again, let's say you have a discussion about Satan that's going, going a lot and we decide to do a podcast. I'd love to have certain guest speakers on here, do some interview concepts, um, and just really keep the content relevant. Um, so I don't know of any other podcast that connects their content with a community forum like that, but that is the major, major intention. Uh, virtual church and kind of the magic formula I've been searching for is that this virtual church, whatever it becomes, it needs to provide three things. It needs to provide community. It needs to provide learning and it needs to provide action. Um, a community that just comes together and learns, but doesn't do anything in the world hasn't gotten the message. A community that's uh, highly active, but they aren't growing at all. Once again, hasn't gotten the message. A community that's growing, or a, a people, a bunch of stuff happening and people growing, but there's no relationship. Have you haven't gotten? You have to have all three, and um, so until we unlock that formula, we're going to keep adding or taking away features. You know, if we get into this and the podcast has been listened to by four people and nobody likes it, we'll stop it. Um, I don't think that will be the case. I think the podcast will probably end up being a piece of cornerstone uh, content. Um, but maybe not. Um, so I intend to write some books. I intend to do some classes and, and elevate some other communicators that, that communicate a lot of the same ideas. So there's a lot more to come, but, uh, the goal of this podcast is to specifically tie into a community forum where the subjects that are covered, um, come from that forum. So by all means, create your account, newagechristianity.org. It's a free account, log in and ask your question. Um, you know, I reserve the right to ignore certain questions. I reserve the right to skip to questions that are very popular. Um, you know, so just because you ask a question doesn't mean it, I guarantee it will be covered on this podcast because there's a lot of questions. We would need a lot of time. Um, nonetheless, please ask your questions, go engage with the discussion and uh, join the community. Uh, the intended 
frequency of this podcast is, uh, at this point is weekly. I, I hesitate to lock anything in given that life happens, but I know that that regular frequency is very useful for a cadence in life. Energetically, we kind of need that expectation. I fought that for years because a cadence can also breed complacency and people go to church every Sunday morning and some of the most complacent Christians are the ones who are the most faithful to go all the time. So I hesitate, but at the same time, I think the, the benefits outweigh the, the pros outweigh the cons. So the intention is that you would be able to listen to this podcast every Sunday morning. Um, that'll, that they'll come out Saturday night at some point, And then in the mornings, you, if you so desire, because you're one of those people that loves Jesus, but can't do church, um, that you would, you know, just pop in the podcast and, and listen to the latest discussion. So, um, as I said, I reserve the right to make changes as needed, but uh, right now I think that seems like a, a, the right way forward, and we'll just see where it, see where it goes. Um, the places where you should be able to get this podcast, um, I haven't officially decided all the platforms, but you know whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Playlist. Um, Maybe even, I, I don't know about Spotify, but, uh, you know, you'll be able to obviously get it from the website directly, but uh, there's different players that if you already, Stitcher is another one, if you already have memberships, um, this should be tying into that as well. And, you know, my, the goal uh, for those of you who have been around for a while is I know it's been difficult to share what you're learning. Um for better or worse, <laughs> humanity is stuck in some really poorly thought out ideas. And to unstuck humanity, it requires, in some cases, a really lengthy amount of processing. Um, I mean, if I were to tell you right out of the gate that I don't believe in hell or I don't believe in Satan, I don't believe in death. I don't believe in the coming end of the world. Um, I don't believe in sin. I don't believe like all of those things are true. And I don't mean to, you know, if this is your first time, please understand if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. So, you know, just because I say, I don't believe in the devil doesn't mean I don't believe in darkness. It doesn't believe I don't believe in demons. It doesn't believe I don't believe that there is something very powerful that we're dealing with and we can call him the devil. What I mean is I don't believe in many, many things that have been frameworked and, and framed. That's probably a better way to say it. <laughs> You'll notice when I'm processing that I say a lot of things weirdly. Um, so I don't believe in... The idea of the devil that has been framed as the world has framed it. So, yeah, it's a bit edgy for me to say, I don't believe in the devil. But it's, it's meant to kind of kick you back off of your seat a little bit and, and get your attention. Because then we can have a real discussion about, so is there really a being powerful enough to mount an eternal offensive against God himself. Like, does that make any sense in any 
definition you have of God. Like, if God is all-powerful, and God is everything and everywhere, then that would have to make him the devil. Either that, or God is not everything and everywhere, and so then God's not God. So literally, to have a definition of the devil that currently exists, if you walk it through logically, then either God has to be the devil, which makes no sense, or God has to not be God, which makes no sense. Because if God is everywhere and everything, he would have to be the devil. Think about it. It's ideas like that. It's ideas like that that just don't make sense when you back out of religion and you go, wait a minute, let me put on my brain for a second and not just listen to what's been told to me. How else do I answer this reality of darkness? How else do I look at this question about... I mean, I've dealt with demons. They're real. There is absolutely no doubt that there is a real, tangible reality underneath this concept known as darkness, the devil, demons, etc., etc. Yet, to say that there's a being that plays the role as it's mostly been defined, you have to then completely throw out your your other definition of who God is because he's clearly not everywhere and everything when Satan himself is is his opposite um and I know there's nuance and there's well that's not what it means and this is not what it means exactly that's the point there's nuance there's a reason for discussion there is no foregone conclusions in new age christianity there are no foregone conclusions in the in the life of a someone who is at the point where New Age Christianity is their answer to the question. Um, if if even this brief introduction has lit your fire, I can tell you there is so much more, so much more to this. Yet, if this brief introduction has offended you in fifty different ways, I love you. But I'm telling you, New Age Christianity is not for you yet. You might get to the point where you go, you know, I heard this guy say that one time, and now it makes more sense. Perfect. We welcome you back later. Um, but this community is about doing something intentional, and I have no desire to convince people. I have no need to gather thousands of followers. I have no need to, for people to agree with me. Um, I have experienced uh, the things that I teach. Uh, if I have not experienced it, I won't teach it, just so you know. Um, which is kind of the overarching um, filter for anything that you will hear on this podcast. Uh, we judge a message by the fruit it produces in us. So let me explain that. Jesus, I don't think anybody would argue, even heathens, pagans, non-believers, nobody would argue that what Jesus taught was off base, that it was partial truths, or everyone would say that what Jesus taught was amazingly beautiful, right? And yet, one of his primary disciples, Judas, 
took what Jesus taught and developed a set of beliefs for whatever reason that caused him to betray Jesus in the end. So if you think that all you need to do is find the right teachings, <laughs> that's enough said. Like it's not about the teaching. It's about the soil. So if you hear the things that I teach or that any, any other person on here, if this thing grows and there's other podcasters or other hosts or interviews or anything like that, if you hear anything from New Age Christianity that does not produce good fruit in you, it may not be the fact that New Age Christianity is full of lies and we're just a bunch of deceitful jerks. It may be that you weren't ready for that particular message. People think that if they get all the answers right, everyone will agree with them and everyone's lives will be amazingly heavenly, blah, blah, blah. Well, tell that to Jesus because that doesn't happen. The reality of learning is not that the weight of learning is on the teacher. It's that the weight of learning is on the student. And so I'm very aware that <laughs> There's things I teach that people are so ready for that it literally brings them to tears when they hear it because it's like a drink of cold water in the middle of the desert and that the fruit that it produces is love and acceptance and peace. I mean, fruit of the spirit, people. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Like, you get the list. It's in there. Um, you know, it's not hard to judge a message by its fruit. And it's not just the fruit of people. It's the fruit in you right? Do you have more love or less? More peace or less? More patience or less? Kindness, gentleness, self-control? If this message, even if you don't agree with it, I've had people who have taken what I've said and I had, it was a few years ago, somebody stood up and said, you know what you taught last week, uh, we disagree with so vehemently that we had to go home and reteach our children what we believe. I said, wait a minute. So what I taught caused you to dig into the word and have family time and teaching time with your own children? And they said, yes. And I said, well, then I consider that a mission accomplished. That's the fruit. Like, whether you agree with me, I mean, come on. Like, that is so not the point. The point is, even if I challenge the heck out of you, does it drive you to the Father? Does it drive you to love? Does it drive you to peace? Even if, I, you know, heck, it's, it's a, very real, uh, a very real moment when I make you so mad that you actually have to intentionally love me. You'll find Jesus did that an awful lot. He didn't mind making people mad. He was 100%, 100% focused on the fruit. And because the fruit is where the rubber meets the road. If you think because you know a bunch of stuff that you're actually living the life you're supposed to live, just sorry, but you can go back to religion. Have fun with that because that's mostly what they think. They think that having the answers equals 
the kingdom of heaven on earth. And I'm sorry, but the Pharisees had the answers. And Jesus even said to his disciples and to the people, he said, hey, you guys do what the Pharisees tell you to do because it's some good stuff. But do not do what they do because their fruit is horrendous. So I want you to judge this message, this new age Christian message in your life by the fruit it produces. There's maturity that is required because peace doesn't always mean happiness, right? You may be totally in conflict, like, oh my gosh, he taught this and it makes so much sense, but I really like my old concepts and I don't know what to do with this. And, and that peace is still there underneath where you're going, oh my gosh, I hate this. Like, I don't know what to do with this. this is so against everything I've been taught, but it makes so much sense. And like, I kind of like it and oh my, what do I do? And yeah, like you have to be mature. This is most definitely not a podcast for milk drinkers. I'm sorry. I, 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 that kind of sounded insulting, but it's not. I mean, if you, if you need milk, by all means, that's what the church is great for. It's, it's uh, to go learn some of the basics. Now you have to unlearn a lot. And maybe New Age Christianity, maybe as a group, if this thing grows much, we'll have some introductory concepts for new believers or whatever. But in the end, judge this message by the fruit in you. You walk away and you love people more, you love the Bible more, you love God more, you love yourself more. Um, peace, joy, all of that good stuff. So this is what the New Age Christianity broadcast is meant to be. Who we are, what the vision is. Um, I really, really hope that uh, we get to get to know you. Uh, that you get involved with the forum and other community events. Like I said, there will also be classes launching soon. There will be uh, some free classes, paid classes. I'm even looking at starting a group, an intense study group. It will be a paid membership, um, almost like a mastermind group. Um, but some of you out there, I know you want as much as you can get, as fast as you can get it, and you're willing to pay for it. Um, so you'll get that. It's a, it's a, I love to teach and by all means look forward to uh, getting to know those of you who are that driven. Um, and for those of you who are just, you know, you've got other things you're working on in your life and, and your spirituality is, is a journey that you take uh, in seasons. And I hope this season of New Age Christianity proves to be life-changing. Um, and I get it. We all, things ebb and flow. And so uh, there is no, no expectations um, beyond honor, hope for a future, and purpose. So, yeah, join us, and uh, we're looking forward to getting to know you. And the next few weeks, we will be covering some basic concepts. I will, uh, one of the ones I know we'll need to do is, it'll probably be the very first one, is unpacking preterism and some of the histor history 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 behind that um what happened in 70 AD very specific examples of the fulfillment of end times prophecy then we will likely do a few more 
episodes around some basic concepts for New Age Christianity. By that point, hopefully the forum will be launched and active, and we can start getting um, relevant topics for the community uh, up on the podcast and just keep the conversation going. Love you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for honoring me with your time. I, I know in the world we live in, this is, uh, this is precious stuff. And we're trying to figure out how to bring truth to you in a way that is relevant for the modern life. And one last thing. If you have any ideas or you're one that's been thinking of this like, man, it would be great if I could get teachings in this way or I could engage with the community in this way. We are, I am 100% uh, all ears because I've been trying to figure this thing for 15 years and I've figured out about a dozen ways how not to do it. So yeah, let's keep experimenting. Let's keep growing and we'll see you in the next episode.